0: You're going to laugh considering how. We're crossing half a continent to find Villa. But I'm not the sort to put the weight of a movement on one set of shoulders. It's the collective that changes the world, not the individual. That said, it's hard to reckon with what happened in Atrium without talking about Lena Fisher. Her and Vilta aren't all that different thinking on it. Lena would have hated Vilta's naivety, and I expect Vilta wouldn't have thought much about Lena's straightforwardness. But otherwise. They're both like anchors in the royal, someone who holds others around them steady. Charisma's a part of it, but mostly, when you talk to them, you get the sense that they're seeing you, you know? And I guess not only that, but that they'd look on the bleakest facades and never choose to ignore what they'd seen. After their worldly guidance, TORVAC died and Riala's arbor was left without leadership. Who else but Lena would dare say that they're going to lead it as its new folk-chosen head? Then, to start harbouring the likes of us, Rebels and dissidents, maybes and ginnels, while her right to be there was still being questioned, well, I guess shame on us for not seeing the day they built those barricades and declared themselves a free ward coming. That really was the start of things. Welcome to these flimsy rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Beck Mihalik.
1: Hi, I'm Beck. You can find me on Twitter at r underscore Mihalik.
0: Thryn Henderson.
1: Hey, I'm Thryn, and you can find me on Twitter at Therin.
0: And Steve Martin. Hello, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at, at TDixon. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. So today we're going to be continuing our game of The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. It's a game about watching one spot, one location over time and seeing what happens within it. So last episode, we all worked together to set our world and location. And then uh, alongside ryan and ziz i played out the first two cycles of the game this session we're going to be playing the final two cycles so the way the ground itself works is we watch a single location over a span of time so in our case we rolled weeks so we're watching one location over a period of weeks the location we're watching is in a city called embrace which is built On an island between two river tributaries, on the corpses of two dead titans. One, which was kind of devoted to like whirlpools and mazes and labyrinths, and the other, which was like a giant salamander who kind of represented the dawn and renewal. Last session, we kind of narrowed down our focus a little bit. So we decided to focus on a single neighborhood within the city. And that neighborhood is called Atrium. It's kind of an interesting place because it's in the middle of all of this weird stuff and it's kind of forged its identity around it. So, sort of to the north is the remains of the ribs of Rodella, the like salamander remnant or titan. And from those ribs has sprung like a great strange forest made out of bones and like strange flesh. To the east is the docks where so much stuff is imported and exported. To the south are the HQ of the Jackals, who are kind of like arrogant titan hunters who draw power from the remnant. And then to the west is the Tear, which is a place where Kadroya's mazes, like a ghost-like undercity, has breached through. And there's a group called the Bismuth Band, who are kind of set up to explore that and protect the city from it. Atrium suffers a lot from being between those four places. It kind of deals with the after effects of all of their, like, activities. So last time with Ziz and Ryan, we played through two of the game's four cycles. So we kind of established a little bit about the look and feel of this place, saw a little bit about how the people kind of build their identities, and kind of had a couple of major events. The first one was that the head of, like, this city's religion died in one of the temples in our area. And we had to kind of deal with the after effects of that, of people coming to visit to lay tributes and also just a general dip in mood. And then at the end of our second cycle, which we're kind of picking up from now, we we had the disappearance of two oddities that we'd kind of come to like as an area. So there were two worms that kind of built their burrows, both in the maze, but came up through the great flesh forest. And they just disappeared and we're not sure whether someone killed them, we're not sure whether they were kind of driven off by some of the mining within the maze but they've gone. And that was four weeks ago. And that's where we're picking up from now. Are you all ready to play?
2: Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
0: So yeah, at the end of that last session with Ryan and Ziz we kind of rolled forward to see how far we're going ahead and it was four weeks again. And we kind of played through what happened with the worms. But the stuff that we didn't do at the end of Rolling Forward Time were to answer the questions that were meant to answer when we come back to play. And those three questions, which are for you three to answer, are Do our characters or civilization still live here? If not, who lives here now? Does anyone? What does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? And does the place still use the same name, if not, what is it called now, and who calls it that?
3: Well,
4: I mean Atrium is a neighborhood of a thriving and well populated city, and it 's been four weeks, so <laughs> I reckon it's probably called the same thing people still live yeah
5: here. <laughs> yeah I wonder if if the the sort of mood of the place would have shifted because the whole thing about the worms is that they kind of created these almost monoliths of trinkets and and you know shiny things that they'd found yeah. which is constantly being renewed and constantly being you know plucked away at and without that renewal have are those, are those things still there or you know has this sort of sparkle gone out of the place a little bit
0: yeah i think because there's established last time that those piles are still there but like they're gonna run out eventually and maybe that's part of the feeling that comes out right like they're not just going to keep coming. This is plundering from a limited resource.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's nothing to
4: do with who moves out and who like, changes what they call it or anything, but I love the idea of like the wry sense of humour of the people who live here, who've been watching their neighbourhood close down inch by inch over decades, being like, even the worms can't keep a shop open.
1: Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the
5: neighbourhood. Mm. <laughs>
1: I like to think that the worms leaving changes the actual um, biology of the place. Like, it, it starts calcifying and getting drier or something like that, like even more so.
0: Is that the trees themselves?
1: Yeah, yeah, in the forest kind of area. Well,
4: I call that rich loam,
3: that red velvet cake soil. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that cake It's getting, getting all dry. <laughs> getting dry. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty dark.
3: Okay.
0: So we've kind of answered those questions on, you know, what happens, what's happened over the last four weeks over time. Um, And then we go into playing the next cycle. So the way the game works through the cycles is we take it in turns, and on your turn you draw one of the cards from the deck of cards. Depending on what number that is, you answer a question. If at any point you don't want to answer the question or you want to do something different, you can take what is called a focus situation. Um, and what that means is instead of answering that question, you take one of several actions instead. So those actions, and we can explain in more detail if someone chooses one, are tell a story. You can throw a party, which is like everyone creates a character and that comes together to have some kind of party scene. You can discover something, which is your chance to introduce like new elements to the game. You can see an omen of like something to come, whether it's good or bad. You can leave the frame, which allows us to look at something other than Atrium, even if just for a moment. So that might be a way to look at the rest of the city or something outside of the city. Or like finally, you can just move on. If you don't want to do any of the actions, you can just go, actually, I don't want to take a turn this time. I'm going to pass over to the next player. The final thing to be aware of is tens. So if at any point anyone draws a 10, that signals the end of this current cycle. Does that all make sense? hmm So who would like to go first?
1: I wouldn't mind going first.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you draw a card, and then you either answer the question on it or choose to do a focus situation.
1: So I've drawn a five of diamonds. It's, it's a good question. So the question is, what secrets are kept in our place? Why are they kept? By who and from whom? Which is there are probably a lot of secrets in this place, right? So there was a gap in power around four weeks ago, right? What's the new Parsant like? How are they different from Tovak?
0: So I'm imagining Tovak from what we discussed last time. Their version of Parsant, because they were like head of the city. And like head of the religion here, I I think it was kind of like abstract, and it spoke more to like the people in power who had time to like think about the meaning of life and and kind of ponder it. And it was it was very hard to get into. Like in my mind, it, it's a little bit like when the church was like doing sermons in Latin. Like people went, but like it wasn't necessarily for them. Um, whereas I think Lena's new doctrine is a little bit more pragmatic than that. I think it's based around this idea of you have to look out for each other. So Parson's built on this idea that we only get one life. We shouldn't really be beholden to like remnants. We just have to do what we want and like live our best life according to it. And I kind of feel like the new version of that from Lena is very community focused. Like Everyone always gets one life. So we should kind of look out for each other and spend time in our community and make sure that everyone collectively can live their best life one important thing to note about lena is she is not the head of the religion in the city she's just the head of this temple i think she's just kind of like walked in and gone like okay i'm gonna run this now
2: okay um
1: yeah i i like the idea that um lena is kind of very influenced from the other groups in the city
0: I guess, like, a few different things that come to mind. Um, It could be that she's kind of part of, like, the revolutionary movement. Or it could be that she's part of... There's a group called the Determinists, who are, like, a secret society who see, like, humans as the sole inheritors of, like, the world and kind of want to get rid of all remnants. And that could be, like, a very extreme thing she's a part of.
1: Yeah, I I think there's probably quite a few. There are, I think, maybe this secret is some of the weaker groups are banding together a lot of kind of labor and trade union style groups that i think he can try and group together publicly and privately in different ways and try to support them
4: i mean she if she's got temple space now especially with all the kind of strikes going on with the dye workers and stuff she could literally kind of like be harboring union agitators and strike leaders and things in the temple just like keeping people safe
1: yeah yeah something like that like a very good secret to have morally but still something that puts her at risk
0: yeah like one of the groups they might make sense that she's working with closely are the ginnels who are kind of just this revolutionary group made up of like various laborers and working classes who are kind of I Imagine this at this time, two years are kind of like setting up and are on the rise.
1: Yeah, and th- there's stuff like you're right next to the docks and there are the dockers, all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's probably like some people in this area probably know about it, it's just yeah. she needs to keep it safe from the rest of like the religion.
5: I imagine, especially with um, the previous leadership, um, the church is quite. Like, support heavily supported by the people at the top. Um, so I'd imagine this stuff getting out would kind of cut quite a lot of the donations and stuff that the church relies on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's how does you keep the resources to do it?
2: Cool, that's really good. Um, who would like to go next? You or me, Steve? Uh, you take it. Oh, that's a 10.
3: <laughs> it came real fast. Real fast, yeah. Wow. So that was a very brief vignette of what happens
4: before we move forwards again. Um, I can pick any one of these questions with a 10, can't I?
0: Yes, so you can't pick one that has been picked mm-hmm. before. So the great loss was picked before, and someone important in our place dies.
2: Uh, has been picked before.
4: Hmm. I think on the back of Beck's secret about the new kind of community leader, I'm going to go for, it is a resting day in anticipation of problems just across the horizon. What is believed to be coming and how do the inhabitants of our place set these problems aside for just one day? Um, Ooh. Because I think the community probably although I can't imagine what's her name Lena Lena. I can't imagine Lena ever would say or do anything that suggests she's kind of offering this support Um, but I think the community kind of knows because people talk that's just what happens and I think while the union work and the strike work and the community and political work that's going on is only just kind of bubbling up to a head it's having the first stages of people starting to be a bit worried about retaliation against it, I think. But we are putting that aside for today, Um, and I think we are doing that through, like, I think through, like, a community kind of dinner situation. I think Lena has, like, opened the temple up. I love it. And everyone is kind of, especially because if we are, what, eight weeks after the start of summer now, This is probably just about tipping into harvesting or the first sort of stages of of harvesting, the kind of good summer crop. Um, And so I think Lena has opened the temple up for everyone to kind of bring what they've got from their window boxes, alleyway, um, planting beds, and the, the allotments kind of rammed in between
3: the houses and stuff. And everyone is having a kind of communal dinner.
1: Sounds very nice.
4: Nice. Technically, Lena has made it kind of a religious thing. It's a part of the, we've got one life, so let's look after each other. But even the people who aren't particularly religious have turned up anyway, because they want to see their neighbours and show off their big vegetables and eat good soup.
0: <laughs> I imagine it's that thing of like, when a priest knows not to be too religious, it's like, okay, this is a community thing. It's got a little bit of this, but I'm not going to push the message too hard today.
4: Absolutely, yeah. There's a thin veneer yeah. of temple over it.
0: Okay, so after answering the question, uh, you rolled a die, and Ooh. we all move forward in time. So, Frin, as the person who drew the card, would you like to roll it?
4: I would. Which what dice do I roll?
0: Uh, you roll a d6, and this is how many weeks we move forward.
3: Two, two weeks. So not very long. Cool.
0: So, like two weeks after the meal, um, is when we come back to it. We answer those same questions again. So, first one up is: Do our characters? still live here? And if not, who lives here now? Does anyone? So has anyone moved? Has anything changed?
3: I think
4: a couple of families might have moved out.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Okay. I'm
4: thinking mostly kind of like families with young kids, kind of a bit worried about future trouble might have leaked out into sort of surrounding neighborhoods to go stay with other family or stay somewhere they feel they might be a bit safer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it might be some of the people who like lived in like the brick houses or something,
5: and also with the 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 sort of f- fleshiness of the forest starting to, God, I'm gonna alliterate here fade a little bit. Um, I I think that's enough of a significant thing that it's gonna be one of those straws that's gonna be kind of enough to push some people out because like the the place has been on the decline for a long time, but at least there was this renewal and this like new life all the time. And, yeah, everyone's got their own tipping point, and I think that was enough for some people to move on. You know.
0: Yeah, so that kind of brings us to our second question, which is, what does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? Are you saying that the forest is a big part of that answer? Well, it's, it's only been two weeks, right?
5: So I don't think it's got much worse, but it's kind of everyone knows about it now. Like everyone knows that it's changing yeah. and that it's not so vibrant anymore.
1: I, saying, I think it's interesting that like the forest as like a community building thing has faded as the new temple leader has kind of come into play, and a new community building thing has risen, and I think people feel quite conflicted.
5: Oh yeah, there are there are definitely going to be people who blame uh, Lena for this. On there,
4: yeah, I think even though what she's doing is probably actually quite good for the community, there's definitely going to be people who've like lived here their whole lives, and their grandparents lived here their whole lives. So like, we didn't do community like this in my day.
5: Yeah, change bad. Yeah.
4: Now the worms are gone. Look what you've done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in my day, we picked up our furniture from the worms.
5: All these bloody parties. <laughs> kids these days with the drumming <laughs> with the drums, heathen instruments and their weird foods not like the weird foods we had in my day
0: okay, and the last question is does the place still use the same name? if not, what is it called now and who calls it that? has it picked up any new names?
3: something like the castings maybe something that suggests the worms are done with it you know
1: yeah, yeah that's a good one
0: I quite like that Especially like as the name for the forest, which we've not quite named yet.
1: Yeah.
5: I like that. I like that, especially as it means that we're going to use the the word fleshy
0: a lot less going forward. (laughs) Cool. So then we move on to our last cycle. Um, And I think, Steve, you lead us away here. Goody. So just as a reminder, we play until we draw another 10. And when we draw another 10, that will end our game.
2: It's a four. And it's the second four. Ooh. 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 This
5: is a good one. Okay, so I've got two choices. The bar opens their doors to all. What is the bar and who is a regular there? Or the church changes a core mandate. What is the church and what about their worldview has shifted? That's too tempting. Oh, I mean I feel
4: like we literally just did that one. We've
5: done quite a lot about the church, yeah, yeah. I'm I I think I wanna spread out a bit and look at some other bits of the city. I think we've got a fairly good idea of what's going on in the church. So I think I think this is an old bar that's been kind of known to the locals for ages, generations. You know, It's where everyone's granddad used to drink, that kind of thing. And it's been closed for a while. I think it's just off the high street, like down an alleyway, off an alleyway. You only know about it if somebody's brought you there before kind of thing. Or at least that's how it was. Um, The people who owned it had sort of passed on and nobody really knew who was going to pick it up next. And somehow some rich trader has ended up buying it. They've still kept the same name, and it's been having sort of renovation done to it for ages. It's just on the edge of Atrium. Uh, It's kind of, you know, where people who want to think better of themselves don't call it Atrium, um, but the people from the centre still do. And it's been bought and renovated and turned into some gaudy sort of... They're calling it like the Two Worms or something like that.
3: Too soon.
5: Yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's been called that the whole time it's been closed. It was, it was always called that. But now it's been opened and, you know, they've got this, these gaudy paintings and, like, trinkets all over the walls and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, just, it's just wrong, right? People kind of see it as an invasion. Who is a regular there? I think people from outside Atrium.
1: Oh.
3: Oh, is it one of those hanging out in cheap pubs
4: situations? Yep. To be like, I am a man of the people.
5: Yep, yep, yep. It's like you know, people with Nim in their names.
0: I guess it's sort of quite close to the center of the city, where like I imagine a lot of the bureaucracy of the city is, and like lots of clerks are. So maybe it's oh yeah the place that they go after work. God, oh, I hate it
1: for a, a real taste of the local culture. <laughs>
4: Steve, I hate this pub. Yeah, right? <laughs> I hate it. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> I mean, I only created it so we can burn it down, right? So back over to back. Oh, okay. Oh, I got an ace. Um, and I think it's the third ace. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, the harvest. What
1: is being harvested for what purpose, and how is it being stored? um well, I think we had the the party at the church when we skipped forward through time it It is literally harvest time um I guess what would be the local harvest for the city, because I mean it, it's a city on an island if there's not enough land for Agriculture as it were. So I think it's more that what used to be harvested maybe was gifts from the worms. Um and now there's like it's a non renewable source where it once was renewable. So what do they do this year? Do they take them? Do they leave them?
0: Has that sort of like thought process gone to the plants as well now that the soil is turning?
1: Yeah, yeah, because obviously, you know, the, if the soil's drying out, you can't grow anything anymore. So I think maybe the harvest is really kind of scattered this time. And the purpose of it is just familiarity because it's not a sustainable thing anymore.
0: And are people like storing this somehow or is it, is it lots of arguments about whether we should even take it?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's mainly arguments about whether we should take it, you know, but we've always done it, but it's different now. And that divides people up and means that it's not stored as communally anymore.
2: No, that's good. I like that.
0: Great. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the next card?
3: Okay, so that is our second two, which is...
4: What is produced in our place right now, and how does it make its way into the
3: wider world? Is this export of physical good, knowledge, something else? Um, Off the back of Steve's horrible
4: pub and the kind of new, weird interest in the area as kind of like a curiosity to the people who work in the much nicer areas around it, Um, I think those traditional trinkets that people used to get as kind of coming of age gifts that would mark out you as being missing if it appeared in the worm takings um those are quite popular now among certain circles and so i think there's quite a bit of a kind of home industry of like making these really elaborate trinkets and selling them as just like
3: novelty jewelry stuff
2: Hmm. Great. I love it. Nice. And how do people feel about it?
3: Not great. I mean, to some extent, I think what's being made and sold to
4: tourists is definitely not what you would actually give to someone, because that's really personal, and also tourists would wildly undervalue it. So I think what's what is actually being sold is really quite different mm. which helps a little bit yeah uh, because it's mostly fleecing awful people <laughs> who come to hang out in the world's worst pub yes which most people feel okay about it's probably like some of the younger people doing it because they're extremely like well fuck these tourists so there's some probably mild disapproval from the older generations but also they're not going to explicitly tell the kids not to do it
0: yeah that makes sense is there like an awful underground industry of, like, the actual trinkets found?
4: Mm, not from within Atrium, I don't think. It would be outside okay. scavengers doing that, because I think within Atrium it's got such a such a personal connection to the families that it would be, like, grave robbing, essentially.
0: Like, maybe it's a case of, like, the people go in and find them and give them back to the families, and maybe it's sort of expected that you'll give a donation, but it's not like a, I'm selling this to you.
3: Yeah.
4: You'd, like, give them whatever coin you had on them for, like, thanks for the message, but you wouldn't, like, buy it back from them.
0: Yeah. But maybe some people... Are people selling it now, or is it still that's the case?
3: Um, I don't know. I don't know. On that one.
0: Okay. I I like what you said, that it's not people from this area, because it is, like, grave robbing, but it's other people might be trying it.
2: That's so gross. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next person is Steve. Alrighty. It's, oh, it's another ace. The fourth one.
5: Sometimes change is so slow that the world shifts unnoticed. What is the groundswell that has been taking
2: place so quietly? Uh, oh, okay, let me think about this one. Wondering if this is an excuse to do a one of the focused things. Also, that's a really good question. Um, it's your choice. Oh god! What if one of the islands is shifting? Like one of the fault lines is just
5: just you know on its tipping point. Because you know we get these earthquakes all the time. These are not fixed land masses, right? There.
0: Yeah, they've kind of formed slowly over time.
5: And I'd imagine the canals are kind of cut into places that were already, you know, channels to a degree. So what if this island just to the right, where the docks are, what if a part of that, and I'm sorry for what I'm going to do to your map, breaks off and spins a bit and it just shuts off the canals at both ends? And it knocks down a load of buildings, and it and it trashes the road, and suddenly the atrium doesn't have access to the docks anymore, and the docks themselves are pretty badly damaged. But like, what's there can only be accessed from, from the south rather than from atrium.
2: The tumble shoot doesn't get any supplies anymore. Yeah,
0: I love it. Like, how disastrous is it in terms of like the people? Is this a case of, like, it moves, but most people are okay? Or is it, like, this is a full-blown disaster for the city? It's, it's mostly okay.
5: It's not, the, it's not the immediate act that's the real problem. Like, some, some, some buildings collapse, especially in this area. Um, some trees fall down in the forest. And the docks are damaged. But the real problem is the fact that its atrium doesn't have access to the, the, the dock anymore. That's, that's the real problem.
0: Yeah. No, I really like that. It's really good. Um, how are we going to follow that one up? Uh, who's next? Uh-huh. It's Beck.
1: Ah, oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> okay, I got a four.
1: And it's the third four. Something new has been constructed and stands where there was once something else. What was once there and what has replaced it? Um, just had a big destruction. So what I might do is do a focus situation and okay. discover something.
2: And I think when that
1: other bit of island broke off, obviously it kind of the tunnels and bits of undercity were affected as well and it's kind of revealed some of the arteries of their smuggling operation.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. So, like, how, how do they appear?
1: Um, so I guess the bits that kind of run under and through and around the canal kind of shear up. And like I said, arteries where these kind of tunnels poking out into the sky now, almost like a church organ, you know
5: you end up with sort of like law enforcement finding these things and, and digging around, and, you know, shutting it off to the public and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I'd, I'd like to think that Lena and the church and the community kind of band together to try and hide it, but there's, there's no hiding it, right?
5: You, you get people kind of grab as many barrels as they can to move them out before, before the swifts show up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and try and maybe, like, block certain tunnels to deny them access quickly collapse a few. But I think it probably reveals the extent of the operation.
0: Does any of the weirdness of the maze come up with it?
1: Yeah, I, I totally imagine so. Are
0: they like ghosts or weird creatures? or?
1: I mean, the go- are the ghosts in those tunnels already? Is that like their hangout?
0: I think ghosts are everywhere, but they probably spend a lot more time within this second city because i think it is like the ghostly city if that makes sense so like sometimes especially in the places where it overlaps you might be able to see like both bits of the city at the same time if you look closely
1: yeah i think it kind of it merges the two cities a little bit more yeah which means that maybe ghosts are more prevalent now in the kind of above ground city
0: okay um does anyone have anything else to add or should we move on?
5: No, I like that. It's, you've, you've sort of reminded me that we haven't been chatting about this, all the supernatural and <laughs> the maze and stuff as much as we should, considering it's such a big part of it.
4: I like the idea that the people in this community just don't fuck with ghosts. Like, they're <laughs> just everywhere and everyone's like, yep. Yeah. Just mind their business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They mind their business, we mind ours. Nothing to do with me.
1: Maybe this kind of upsets that, you know, like, the, the ghosts are getting upset and trying to interact more and that makes the people uncomfortable and all this Aww. kind of stuff yeah like
0: I feel like it changes massively by like neighbourhood because I imagine some places where it, the cities overlap quite cleanly like you're just friends with ghosts that's how it is whereas this place seems to have its own weirdness going on and like the ghosts now being a bigger presence is maybe a thing that disrupts
4: well I I imagine you're friends with ghosts who you were friends
0: with
1: when they were like living Hated them when they were alive, but as a ghost, they're really (laughs) (laughs)
0: cool. Yeah, they're a decent person now.
1: But, like, I think we've spoken
4: about the city has an unprecedented number of ghosts, so you probably just ignore most of the really, really old ones who, like, aren't super people ish anymore.
0: Yeah, but this has probably brought a lot of those kind of ghosts to this area.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine everyone's thrilled about it.
0: Yeah. Like, part of the reason why we've said that there are more ghosts here is because. Of the maze and a labyrinth is like not an easy path to find whatever the equivalent of like an afterlife in this setting is. So I imagine lots of them just go and wander the mazes for centuries, and like maybe it's those that are just coming out now. Oh, yeah. and it's quite disruptive.
5: Oh damn! Like your, your, your great, great 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 grandma shows up.
1: How embarrassing!
5: <laughs> also, what if like. <laughs> what if other ghosts who like have been wandering around the city sort of say, "Oh look, the maze has changed. What if you know this, is, this has opened up a shortcut?" Ooh. And what if they kind of flock to this area?
1: Oh yeah, like what if it's easier to get there from here?" kind of thing?: Uh-huh. Ooh.
0: And we don't know if it is, but you know it's a theory. The other like weird side effect I can see is like, because the business bands are kind of in the west, like just on the edge of this district, just outside. I can imagine them just being like, "Okay, cool. I, this is a new area. We're going to come and like set up shop around here, and you know, there's yeah. a presence there now." Oh, is there almost a new tear? Basically, Ooh. that's what. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, um, that's really nice. I like how in like two cards, this area has just got very fucked up. Yeah, we
1: just yeah. fucked
5: it. I
0: mean, it's, it's got to be done. Like, we can't we can't come out of this with everything being the
5: same
2: as it was, right?
0: Okay, so I think Fren is next.
2: Yep. That Ooh. is the fourth four. Mm.
3: Which is, a creative or artistic achievement is unveiled. What is it? How is it received? Hmm. I'm,
5: I'm glad you've got this one.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I'm tempted to do a focus situation because I'm not sure, like, straight after a natural catastrophe is necessarily the right time to be <laughs> unveiling my creative artistic achievements. <laughs> hey, everyone. I know your house is in the river, but come to my gallery opening. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> I think I'm going to see an omen. Okay. Oh,
3: oh. here we go. Um, I think a child brings home... A massive chunk of bismuth. They've been
4: playing down by the new tear, which everyone tells them not to, but all the children do. Of course. It's really hard to keep them out. And this child brings home a huge chunk of bismuth um, that they proudly show to their family. And their family make, you know, the, "Mm mm-hmm, that's very nice noises. But one of them just feels weird about it and kind of sits up staring at it. Just all night trying to figure out why it makes them feel so weird. And I think um, they are probably like... Maybe they work on kind of like cleaning up streets
3: or delivering posts. Something that gives them a really good knowledge of the area. Um, what would that be?
0: I mean, either of those would work really well.
3: Yeah, I think maybe they, maybe they are a, a courier or a
4: messenger. They do... Post and, and messages um, and I think they uh, eventually figure out that this chunk of bismuth is an exact street map of atrium before the tear
0: fucking hell oh. that's so good yes. and
4: there's just the, the hint of a crack forming where the island moved um, so I think they find an old omen rather than a future omen but that's just as unsettling
5: Oh, what if on the other side there's a map of the maze?
4: Ooh, yes. Oh, that's very good. Right. Um, and also I think means this family immediately hides this object. Shit. Yep. Um Let's say they have it for
3: now and no one else knows about it.
5: Cause like it's not gonna be completely accurate anymore.
3: Or is it?
5: Or is it maybe.
3: Hmm.
0: I like the idea that every time you look at the maze side, it's like changed slightly. Yes.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Oh, god. That's really
2: good. I like that. Okay. Um, so that was our last four. Uh, So, Steve, what's the next card? Alrighty. Right, seven. Um, <laughs> It's the, wait, which one is it? It's the third one. Okay. Oh. God damn it.
5: A forgotten aspect to our place is recovered. What is it? A corner?
2: A basement? A hidden garden? Hmm. I think there's a cavern below
5: the forest. Some of the ribs go down into it. It's, It's very low. It's only like... It's more like just a a layer. It's only like a a foot deep in places, three, four feet in others. So it's kind of crawl space almost. And there are trees and fungus and stuff that grows on the surface, except it's not dying and it's not calcifying. There's some... There's like this hidden garden that's still somehow alive, just below the surface.
0: Who discovers
2: it? It's probably one of the Dodgers, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, just because you're not taking things from the casting doesn't mean you're not still looking, you know. Um, I think it's someone called Renna. I think they're quite shy. I think the Dodgers tend to. It's
5: kind of. It's almost like a social thing. Like they go around in groups, and I think she hangs out with the others from time to time, but mostly she goes off and finds her own little hidey holes, and she's got a couple of tunnels that only she knows about. And. Yeah, I think one day, like, obviously. Lots of things have opened up, new new tunnels, and in one of her little holes that she's one of the few people that can actually fit into, let alone knows about, she crawls into this place, and there's a little bit of sunlight coming in through a hole in the ceiling, and it's just illuminating this garden of loam and moisture and life. And I'm not sure what she does about it
2: yet, um, and I think. I would like to just leave it with her finding it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So Beck is next. Okay. Our third aid.
1: Someone or a group of people come to our place. Who are they and why have they come? Do they bring anything with them? I know the jackals are, like, right there, but I think if we're breaking open some of the veins of the city, some of this labyrinth that is quite closely tied to the bones of Rodella, so, I don't know, the jackals will come in and have a poke around, probably.
0: Should I tell you a secret? Yeah. Um. So one of the things that we kind of established about the jackals in, I think, Eolith a little bit, is that they're still drawing from, like, a remnant that was killed during the founding of embrace so maybe this is the remnant they're still drawing from because it's the remnant of like renewal
1: oh yeah okay like like i I, i kind of want this to be like a not very dramatic thing we've had a lot of dramatic
0: things
1: happen but like there's more ghosts and now people are seeing jackals around where they haven't been before as well
0: yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a big drama. It can just be like, oh, the, the the jackals have set up an outpost here, as well as the bismuth bands, and isn't this weird? This is strange.
1: Uh, everyone's sniffing around.
0: While while at the same
5: time the area is kind of shut off from, you know, food and trade and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel very bad for Atrium right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Something's gotta give. So, Fryn, uh, do you wanna draw our next card?
3: Yes, I do. That is a three. Ooh. A bad decision leave marks on the land. Oh what no. was this decision? And what trace does it leave? Oof. Ooh. What a question. So We've kind of established that the Jackals had a bit of a peerage system
4: going in the past, or well, we, we talked about that being in the Eolith one shot, I think, which is not necessarily true for the Jackals anymore, but I think some of it still kind of stands and they've still got that kind of elitist air to them.
3: Um, and I think a Jackal is really rude to Lena, like... unforgivably rude okay um and the community
4: is not happy about it even the old people Mm -hmm. who were kind of like i hate this new priest who does things different are (laughs) suddenly like how dare you say that to our priest (laughs) who we love and have always treasured (laughs) um and that's kind of the final straw for Atrium, which has been under just a lot of external pressure recently. And I think they barricade off the tumble chute, the main road in. <laughs> yeah. They won't yes. let jackals in anymore.
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is this sort of like between where the temple is and the block of houses containing the two worms?
4: Yeah, I think they they block that off completely overnight. They throw out any jackals they find. They send kind of street parties out to the oh. to the overpost and and the area they throw out the ones who are in there and they'll they'll let other people in, but this is now a no jackal zone
1: Wow yes. <laughs> yes oh no
0: does that hold with the bismuth bands as well or are they allowed in still?
4: I think the bismuth bands are getting in whether we want them to or not okay
0: <laughs> does this stretch to like the city's authorities generally not that the jackals are quite that but
4: I don't think so. I don't think they would push that far yet, especially considering they were kind of concerned about pushback over them harboring more revolutionary spirits. I think they're kind of just politely but firmly stating that uh, there's no reason for jackals to be in atrium, actually, and uh, they were antagonizing an upstanding member of the
3: city's... (laughs) religious community and until further notice they will not be welcome
2: so yeah back over to steve all right it's a five it's our third five
5: (laughs) 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 there is a union Ah. is it political emotional marital what is newly aligned?
4: Oh, that list of unions is missing one. Is this is right?
5: literally a union. There,
0: yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? There's got to be a union. But who? Who? Who is it? Um, yeah, it's up to you. You could use one that is on the factions list, like the Ginnels, or you could just create your own. Yeah,
2: I think I think the Tanners are going to be a bit more
5: sort of affected. Directly by what's going on um, with especially with the, the forest and all of this
0: nonsense. The other thing give like if you wanted to leave the frame and find the union that would make sense, is the dyers?
5: Yeah, that's true, because this is going to be hitting their supplies quite heavily.:
0: Yeah, so dye factories have been shut down, right? So there's all yep. of those people.
2: I'm just wondering about like how that that barricade affects things um
5: like what if the jackals start putting pressure on other parts of the city to stop buying from atrium from atrium Tanners?
0: That is definitely within their power
5: it's you know they're not gonna they're not gonna go in and start fighting people, but they can they're not gonna let an insult like that lie.
0: No, I really like that. I can kind of imagine the second side of that of like the barriers here now. So there's probably a load of people who are already feeling distrust for outsiders, kind of using that as an excuse to just almost isolate themselves in this way and form this union. If that makes sense.
5: Yeah, I'm wondering like, is the union there as a way of reinforcing their their trade with the outside, as a way of kind of making sure that the people outside Atrium still trade with the people inside. You know, yeah the, the collective action to to make sure that they don't get you know gouged and, and stuff like that because they where they were previously just a lot of individuals.
0: yeah, maybe it's to kind of protect their trade and protect the woods itself almost like we're the people that are local here we know this place the best like buy from us we've got the best quality almost and
5: maybe even uh, making sure that other other leather you know from from you know, stuff from outside the the forest isn't you know is is looked down on or seen as low quality maybe even sabotaging non-union tanners and that sort of thing
0: yeah one of the interesting questions to me is because in setting up some factions that might exist in the city we kind of have the tanners guild which i imagine is much more city wide i'm curious whether this oh. is the tanners guild or whether this is in opposition to the tanners guild
5: I think it's in opposition. I think that's fun. And I think they've got quite a lot of support from inside the Tanner's Guild, but also people in guilds are much more closely aligned to people in other guilds than they are to... Especially the people running the guilds, sorry, are much more closely aligned to people running other guilds than they are to the people who are actually at the bottom of the pile.
2: And much more closely aligned to the jackals, I imagine. And I like that. Cool. Okay, so Beck, you're up next.
0: What have we got?
1: I've drawn a 10, which means we're in the end game.
0: Okay, um, when the fourth 10 card is drawn, the game is over. No matter the number of cards left in the pile or the stories that are in motion, our window has fogged and the clarity of vision we had into our place is lost to us. It may feel sudden, but in truth, there is never a clean exit. Places go on forever building narrative by their mere existence. However, just because we cannot know for certain what takes place after the window of our game does not mean that we cannot make some conjectures. After all, this is a game about long traces over time. By watching our place with such attention, maybe we have learnt to predict what could come to pass. As a group, without cards, decide on the following. What happens tomorrow in our
2: place? Who wakes up? Does anyone? What do they see? And what is the feeling they get from the world? Beck, as
0: the person who drew the tent, do you have any immediate thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the feeling would be. I guess waking up the day after the barricades, it's a relief that they've not been torn down.
0: And does that just continue to be a relief, like every morning?
1: I'm sure it'll get taken for granted eventually. It will become normal day mm. after day, but
2: that morning it's relief. Really...
0: Yeah, I can almost like see one of two things happening. Either like the people sort of fortify in and those barricades stay up. Or maybe yeah. they get torn down. I do you have a feel for that, anyone?
1: I like that they maybe eventually become a bit more lax but keep the barriers there, if you know what I mean.
0: Like, it's almost its own jurisdiction, but it's not, like, a hard wall.
1: Yeah.
5: I think, like, an interesting reaction to something like this would be you get this very, very hard uh, point of view which sticks around for a fair old while. And then it's kind of, the jackals start testing it, just going for a bit of a wander. A little bit, you know, just past the barrier, you know, they get some some stuff thrown at them. And then, you know, a jackal's seen in the area and it's this huge outrage. A few weeks later, another one's seen and there it's a huge outrage. And they just keep pushing their luck over and over again till it gets to the point where people are still pissed off about it and they still kind of mutter and grumble behind their backs. But every now and then you still see a jackal in the
0: area. I sort of like the idea that a lot of this. Like, a lot of the revolutionary sentiment hardens here. Like, there's still people who are against it, but because Lena is here, this area becomes almost the centre for, like, a lot of the revolutionary element, where it's almost like a safe zone. And a lot of the local residents probably come to hate that, and that's probably where a lot of the tensions are, like, two years on. But I can't imagine things in the city are going to get much better between now and then. So I feel like unless this place is forced open, they're not going to open their own walls.
1: I wonder if there's something like with the labyrinth tunnels and smuggler's knowledge of that if there are alliances forming there. Because suddenly that information is very valuable to get in.
2: Oh, so the
5: maybe the jackal, there's rumours that the jackals are working with the bismuth bands. Yeah, and even, like, the
2: provenders.
0: Yeah. And any other thoughts? What's it
2: like to be living in there? What is it like day to day, I guess? Tense, but like I say, I think stuff
1: becomes normal quite easily.
0: Yeah, and I think this new normal is so different from anything that has come to embrace before. I think we see as we bridge the two years between the barricades being erected and the summer that we're going to be playing in the summer of the revolution we see Atrium declare itself as the free ward of Atrium it stands apart from the city this avows the leadership of the council and the great families the jackals were the first to be banned from Atrium's streets but its walls Come to filter out more and more. I think there's an expectation that this might, like the flowers of the fleshwood, be a short lived light. But the people of Atrium are cannier than that. Their blockades don't crumble. They are careful not to bring about the swift's wrath. They are gristle to the authorities that fear that crushing the free ward will provoke mass outreach. They are the grit of sand in the mollusk's moor, around which the revolution grows.